It's Sleepwalker Radio, and I'm here with the one and only Trinity. Yeah, man, thanks for letting me pull up. We're currently in a, a studio in Drexel University. Shout out, shout out them. Um, you go to Drexel, right? I go to Drexel. I'm a senior here. Got Drex. a few months left. Damn, that's exciting. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm not even taking like music classes right now. Um, my major is music industry. Got you. But uh, a lot of my classes right now are philosophy related. Getting some, some extra credits out the way. But that's it's cool. Been nice. It's been nice. That's cool. Your philosophy classes are good. You fuck with like Plato. And, yeah, yeah. And we had a reading on Plato last week. Aristotle, Socrates, all of them. All those guys. Yeah. Hey man, shout out ancient Egypt because that's where they got all their teachings from. The Facts. original philosophers. Greece too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so you are majoring in music industry. Do you want to like get into that once you graduate? Is that like the role? I think so. What I wanted, the point where I want to be at um, after graduation is I just want to be able to uh, make a living off of you know creating music. Yeah. That that could be in any way like. I could get a job at like, uh, you know, a theater or something. I yeah. could I could freelance, make music for different brands or whatever. There, there's a lot of lanes I can go. Hello lanes, and it's cool that you got like an educational like background in it, because a lot of the stuff you can't really. It's like hidden information for the most part. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. There's a a lot of professors I have have. Uh, Give me a lot of gems over the years. Yeah, very That's grateful cool. for my professors here. It's cool. It's cool. Well, to pivot into your personal music, you go by Trini Vive. Um, that's connected to like your Trinidadian heritage. Yeah. Um, would you want to like speak on that a little bit? Are you actually from Trinidad? Like, did you were you born there? Yeah. No, I wasn't born there. So, Got you. Uh, my dad's side is my Trinidadian side. Got you. Um, he came over to the U.S. to work, um, and then we went back as a family, lived in Trinidad for a couple of years. I think it was from when I was like six to eight years old or something like that. That's cool. So I have, I have some vague memories of it, you know, always sunny. It's either sunny or rainy. We were a two-minute two walk from the beach. It was amazing. Stamp. Yeah, my granddad is from Trinidad, like came over in like the 80s or something so nice. i got some trinidadian heritage as well i went back to trinidad when i was like one or two or something like that when i was like a little baby uh, so yeah. i don't remember anything uh, but yeah. i was i was there i need to go back try and go back um, i'm going back one day so maybe we can make yeah that yeah we might link up yeah. you probably my family there probably knows your family there i feel like it's a pretty like community yeah no, centered I, I, area i bet my yeah. family's big as shit <laughs> Out in Trinidad. Um, yeah, same, same. So, you do remember being in Trinidad for a little bit, and then you came back to the U.S. when you were, like, eight. Um, how was that, like, was it any type of transitional uh, period or, like, issues you had coming back? The only type of transitions I really remember was, like, um, in terms of dialect, like True. when I was young, you know, I didn't have much vocabulary or like knowledge of language. So I spoke like a, you know, a very, very, th with a very thick accent um, based <laughs> on my experience in uh, Trinidad. And then when I came to the U.S., I, I came straight to PA. So I've been in PA since Trinidad. Gosh. Um, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't like too significant of a transition but i do remember like my words changing how i said shit mm. um that was super young you know Facts. and then uh, what's your favorite like dish trinidadian dish doubles bro <laughs> you haven't had some doubles in your life you gotta have some doubles roadie nose shit sprout nose things no <laughs> yeah Facts. Um, so, did you move to Philly or um, like outside of Philly? What area did you move to? Outside of Philly, the suburbs. That's where my grandparents are uh, on my mom's side. Mm -hmm. So, they helped out my mom getting a place uh, out here in the suburbs up north. Um, it's, it's calm. I like being able to 
go go back and forth between the suburbs mm-hmm. and the city. Yeah, cool. yeah, so what was it like kind of growing up around that area? You said just like chill? Bro, to be honest, it was chill. School was like, bro, it's kind of like cult vibes, not gonna lie. But like not in a bad <laughs> way. It's just like, it's a small town, everyone knows each other. So, um, word spread faster than anything. Um, but no, it's cool. Like, I have a lot of friends from my hometown. Um, a lot of acquaintances, like, uh, it's a lot of people who want to help each other out. Yeah, for sure. So how exactly did you get into making music? Because I know you primarily as like a music producer. And I was doing some research and I saw that um, in like a previous interview, you said that you kind of got into producing by just coming across a laptop in your school that had like FL Studio downloaded yeah. and you just like yeah. in. That's a pretty rare uh, so, way to get into it. It started with um, with GarageBand, of course. Of course. On the, on the, the school, iPhone? the school MacBooks. On the MacBook, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We had a a class for that. It wasn't even a class for GarageBand, but we just used GarageBand for some class. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, but after that, it was really my boy Cole, Colby Cole. You might you might know him. Mm-hmm. Um. One day we just uh, he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, I'm recording a song with." One of our other boys trying to pull up. So I pulled up to the crib. We uh, went through YouTube Beats, started writing um, n- with no goal in mind except yeah. to make a song for the first time. We made it and we were like, oh my God, like <laughs> this shit is easier than we thought. And we, can, <laughs> we can make some, can real, shit, yeah. some real good art. Um, so after that first song I made with Cole, it was like, I was on a mission to get what I needed mm-hmm. to make shit. I got my laptop, my keyboard, all that. Got you. So you were initially like rapping before you were producing. Were you doing both? Yeah, yeah I was definitely rapping first. Got you. Yeah. But I never was like satisfied with my rapping voice. True. Um, I liked it. I dropped songs. So like I liked it sufficiently enough to drop, but like. I realized as I kept making music, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I think the melodies and the drums are speaking to me a little bit more. So words, I yeah. started taking control of that, basically. And like, when was that? Like, what time period was that? Like, transition to beats mostly? That was like 2019. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I went, I called myself Young Vive. Young Vive. And then 2019, I switched to Trini Vive. Gotcha. Yeah. And that rebrand kind of took me from rapper to producer mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Is, do you think there's like a specific reason why you like rap Trinidad the way that you do? Because it's like in your name and I feel like there are a lot of references. I've thought to... about it. I've thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And one major reason is because I just, I have a lot of respect for my Trinidadian side, my Trinidadian family how they took care of us when we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is also like me uh, trying to embody like what, I don't know, what I like see myself, like see my origin as. Like okay, I yeah. see my origin more like connected tr- to Trinidad more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like, a, you know, like a ancestral connection to to that land specifically and i listened to a lot of a lot of reggae a lot of trinidadian artists Mm -hmm. when i was younger Mm -hmm. so i naturally um have a lot of music that symbolizes certain aspects about that i've been feeling like your beats sound kind of like tropical you know what i'm saying so like i feel like it makes sense that you're kind of connecting to the trinidadian side you also used to play like steel drums growing up right yeah, I feel that like, was super young. Yeah, I feel like that also comes through, like in the music and just like your production and how it's like different. And then you also taught yourself the piano, right? Or, um, no, actually, I started with, with lessons, mm-hmm. and I was young, ten years old. So I was like, I don't even like these lessons because it was like a hassle. I wanted to, play my DS or whatever. Yeah. Um. Stopped piano lessons. Um, came here to Drexel. Mm-hmm. Took some piano classes. 
So gotcha. got some muscle memory back. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, as of now, I'm like teaching myself, mm-hmm. taking some lessons with my grandmother. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Shout out, Grammy. Facts. Um, Thank you, Granny. <laughs> Coming in clutch. Yeah, uh, I would say the piano is something that is like pretty distinct. Like your keys and your productions, pretty much present in all your beats, and they're like very different. I would say the way you go about playing them and like setting up the keys and chords and everything. Um, is there like a specific reason why, like you're kind of going for that type of approach to it? Um, I wouldn't say there's a specific reason. I do recognize. Um, I guess how unique my approach is at some times and um, I kind of just like to embrace the fact that I I don't know where I'm going to go with a certain melody or Facts. a certain chord like Facts. I start a lot of my beats with just one chord mm-hmm. and then it's really just stream of consciousness after that like based on that chord um, uh, yeah a lot of it's just my melodic preference mm-hmm. and where my brain sees notes going. Fact. So oh, you, yeah. you feel like shit just kind of comes to you as you're making it, like yeah, tapping sure. into a certain degree. To yeah, like, you know, that's definitely how it is. Power, yeah, yeah. Very rarely it's, I uh go back to beats. A lot of beats I'll like you know make in one session. Got you, got you. For the most part. No, that's cool, man. Um. And you draw from a few different, like, genres of music that, like, uh, influence your sound. Would you want to talk, like, say a few artists that you're, like, influenced by? Yeah, overall, my biggest influences so far have been Pharrell, Pharrell Williams, um, Herbie Hancock, Stevie Wonder. I've just been listening to Stevie Wonder more recently. Mm. He's oh my god, he he will never get old. Trust me. Um, them three. I guess more modern influences. Um, Pierre, Pierre. I listened to so many Pierre beats from like twenty sixteen <laughs> to eighteen. It was like all I listened to. Facts. That's when he was really like locking in on like new sound, new level. Yeah. Really elevated shit. Yeah, when he made a uh, Life Pierre Four. Yeah. That was when I was like super tapped into him. Yeah. Same. But that's Child about Pierre. it. Amongst other people that I can't think of at the moment, but mm-hmm. those four are definitely off the top. Facts. So how did you start to get involved in the Philly music scene? Because you were kind of grew up a little bit outside of Philadelphia, but I feel like right now you're kind of tapped in with a lot of artists that are based the city it's interesting because i started like in the crowd at at events that i was just interested in seeing yeah um well some some of my some of my boys i met like from social media or whatever and then we knew of each other we saw each other at the shows we chopped it up ended up having sessions together um and just started making music together. I don't, it's really, it's, it's so hard to, to, um, what's it called? Like pinpoint exactly. Yeah, just like recollect everything that went on. Yeah. To get to this point, but yeah, it really just, it really started with the local shows. Yeah. Meeting new artists that way. Yeah, it's a really, really natural, organic way to, to go about shit. What was, like, what, like, type of rap shows were you going to? What was, like, your top, like, three, two, three, like, underground rap shows you went to back in the day when you were coming up that you can remember? Uh, there was a, there was a Jawstar one. He, he's always been a crowd killer. Like, For sure. Shout out Jawstar. He's always been fun to watch. That was probably one of the first Philly shows I went to. And then um, it was one called Glitch. My boys set up Kush Guap. Mm-hmm. They they set up that event. I think it was the third Glitch. They had like two previous ones. Yeah. Uh, Buy and go. Yeah. Um, he had the Glitch. And uh, damn, can't really think of any other 
ones distinctly, but definitely glitch. Definitely some Jaw Star shows. Yeah, I seen. I think the first Jaw Star show I'd seen was like it was him and like Quadi, Maddox, and they brought Bear One Boss up from Atlanta. I remember that show. Yeah, and it was like in some random, like. I guess warehouse building. I'm not even really too sure what exactly that building was. It was in the cut out of nowhere. And me and my mans ended up going like, cause we were kind of confused of where to go in. So we went through like the back way cause the door was open. And we ended up going through like the green room where like all of, oh, it, all of them were. And this was before like I did anything with Jawstar or any of them. So like, I was just looking around like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> that's cool. We shouldn't be here right now. But then we just went to like the main section. It was cool. Yeah, that was like, that was before Bear One Boss really got his uh his buzz, you know. Yeah, like I really went there to see like Bear One Boss and also all of them too. But like shout out Bear One. Yeah, he was on. He was that dude on his shit. Yeah, he still is for sure. Another crowd killer. He knows how to work any type of crowd. Yeah, whether it's like five people or like five hundred, you know. Yeah, I look forward to to seeing him perform one day. I'm sure I will. Mm. In person, at least. Yeah, man. I can see y'all collabing on some shit, bro. Same. Same, same. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about a few collaborators of yours. Uh, was Rhodey Senpai the first person to rap on one of your beats? That wasn't yourself. <laughs> that was what? That, like, wasn't yourself. Because I feel like y'all have been locked in for potentially the longest, just, like, going through your discography and shit. Yeah. It was kind of like... Yeah, actually, no. Now that I think about it, he really was one of the first people to to like really send shit back to me. Gotcha. I sent him the beat for forever. Yeah, I sent him that beat. I didn't think he would send shit back. He sent a whole song back. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> is this the start of something? Yeah. And it was. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Rody probably would be really up there with one of the first artists I work with. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Eli Sprout. Because we all locked in at pretty much the same time. Got you. Yeah. Which one of them did you, like, meet first? Did you Have you gotten to meet any of these people in person? Or is it all just kind of sending shit back and forth? I know. Yeah, I, uh... I know all of them in person. Okay, yeah. Um, kind of figured. Sorry, what was the the question? Who would I meet first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of that whole group. Or did you, like, meet them all at the same time? Because I know they collaborate with each other as well. But I wasn't sure if, like, um, you met them all, like, at once. Or if it was, like, individual shit. It was kind of just, like, like going with the wave of like social media i guess you know Mm -hmm. we'd see each other pop up because we're local yeah um and then at the shows we recognize each other's faces yeah and it's like i don't know i can't yeah i can't think of who i exactly met first kind of just like a group thing no that makes sense um what's your favorite track you've done with roadie favorite track with a roadie Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, forever is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Niggas know is up there. Um, Casa del Blues is up there. I'd probably have to say forever. Forever. Yeah, that's got you. Yeah, it's and one of my favorites. Since we're talking about Sprout and Eli, what are your favorite tracks you've done with them too? With Sprout, um. Either Sprouty Dharma or Daily Routine. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Daily Routine is one of my favorite melodies I've made to this day. Yeah. Definitely that one. Uh, favorite song with Eli. Goyard Duffel. Spork. Damn. This is all release shit, by the way. Yeah, Unreleased yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreleased is a different story. <laughs> got you, I got you. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, yeah, probably Goyard Duffel or Spork for, for Eli. Yeah. Got you, got you. Um, who are you listening to right now? Just who am I listening to right now? I'm listening to a lot of a lot of Alicia, 
just Shadow like exploring Shadow. her older music yeah. along with the stuff we got. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to a lot of the artists I work with. I listen to Rhodey, Sprout, uh, Kami, mm-hmm. Eli, uh, Drew. Drew's my boy. I listen to a lot of Drew. Uh, let me see. Let me see real quick. <laughs> real quick. Oh, bro, I listen to 80 like every day. Yeah, Not yeah. even gonna lie. Shout out 80 off camera and yeah. Kwan too. 80 is one of my favorite artists. <laughs> um, other than that, I listen to a lot of Bear One. Uh, I've listened to It Girl. Mm-hmm. Mother. It Girl. She's, she's hard. Um, other than that, it's really like random. I'll be scrolling through jazz. Got you. Or like sometimes electric music with no no lyrics. Yeah. Um, or I said electric, electronic. Electronic. No, yeah. I, I got you though. There probably is an electric genre of music too. Yeah. It's probably not will make it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what cool. I'm listening to right now. Yeah. I've been fucking with this dude, Lil Dre five five six. He's like fifteen or sixteen, and he's like. He reminds me a lot of, like, TK in a sense, where he's just, like, a bad kid just saying, like, anything. But I think what also reminds me of TK is, like, his beat per- beat selection is just, like, insane. And he fucking with this one dude, like, Perk40. I don't know if you know who that is. But he makes, I like, a... the handle Lil Dre, 506. Yeah, he'd be around. But um, Perk40 is his producer, and he makes, like, plug music, but it's, like... It's like obnoxious, like evil, like, <laughs> like dark plug. So the melodies are like fried, yeah, and like weird. And the eight oh eights are like times like a hundred, and, and the highs like, are just like constant. Yeah, it's just shit. like some crazy shit. Um, and you be work. He Lil Dre be rapping on a lot of Perk Forty and Perk Forty type beats. That's just like, I see. It's just what I'm into right now. Have you gotten reached out to by like any labels or anything like that? Uh. Recently, I've I've gotten reached out to by a couple A and R's, which is it feels good because you know I know that it's all part of the process of yeah. leveling up. So it feels like it's it's meant to be at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just you know taking it slow, I guess, making sure I have everything prepared as I'm meeting with these people. Yeah, that's why. That would you. Do you see yourself like signing a deal of any type? And would you want to sign a deal as like a rap artist or like a producer or both? Ah, uh, it's hard to say if I see myself signing a deal. I don't really, as a producer, cause like, I feel like I'm really gonna go all out with the instrumentals, like the beats. Yeah. So as a producer, uh, it's hard to really concretely say that I want to sign a deal at some point. Um, and I don't I don't really have like any good reasons at this point. I I got to just go through the process, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. see what I like and don't like or um, just gain knowledge about mm-hmm. deals and stuff like that. You'll know when you know type shit. Yeah. And I feel like so like so many artists over just the history of music industry in America has just have just gotten like completely fucked over signing yeah. deals. So be saying yes, and they don't know what they saying yes to. Yeah. That's that's something uh uh me and Leisha were talking about the other day. Like Stamp. uh saying yes to offers, like she she's smart. She knows uh what Definitely. she wants and she's going she's gonna protect whatever she needs to protect to get there mm-hmm. I, I respect her for that for sure because i feel like she's probably had a few we interviewed leisha like probably like two years ago now and i oh, feel right. like since then she's had like a few different like opportunities for her to kind of like sell out or you know um sign like some weird deal to like i don't know a fucking atlantic sub sub label you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i feel like she's like very intentional about what she does with how she releases music and who she works with and everything so yeah we're, we're on the same page about that yeah that's when why when i saw y'all uh connect i was like oh shit i don't know if i even asked you this directly yet but like how did y'all start working together you and Leisha? all right so it's just <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty simple she posted on an instagram story she was mm-hmm. like 
I'm doing beat placements for blah blah blah. Right. I was like, all right, let me get one. Yeah. She was yeah. like, all right, send it. I sent yeah. the beat. She really fucked with the beat. She sent it back. I was like, damn, this is a hit. Um, so I just kept sending her beats, and it ended up being like, all right, like I'm not paying for these anymore because like we're just you know on a yeah. more collaborative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, type genre. But yeah, it really started just from a a paid placement. Got you. Yeah, and I I you know I invested in that i knew it was going to be an investment i took that risk and it worked out for sure for sure um how many songs have y'all like sent back and forth like how many think you have done right now i think so there's like four songs that we've made by me sending a beat to her and her sending it back we got like four like that and then recently in october and december we uh we linked up in Atlanta. Oh shit! Had a few studio sessions and oh, um, we made ten songs in person. Damn! So, so y'all actually are sitting on some shit right now. Yeah. Cause I listened to the single y'all put out together. I think that was relatively recent, and you yeah. did like a remix to one of her songs with um, Unilay. Shout Unilay too. Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. great producer. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, um, I gotta tap in with Unilay too. I've I've heard a lot of. A lot of their beats. Yeah. Fire. Um, yeah, so do you think y'all will put out like some type of project anytime soon? Do you have any idea? We're working on a project right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be called Groovy Stepping Shit. Hey. Stepping shit. Let's go. And uh heard it here first. We're planning on releasing it like around Valentine's Day, maybe a week or two after, but aiming for February. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have I think twelve songs. Um there's a title track called Groovy Stepping Shit. I know people are gonna love it. Um Yeah, yeah, we're just in the process, we're trying to get some visuals um just making content right now yeah fire and then you also put out a compilation tape of your own uh bounce house blues last year yeah um how did that like process come about did you go out and you're like i'm about to put out a project let me start recording for this or were they just songs that you had been like sitting on for a minute and wanted to put out it's it's a combination of songs that I've been sitting on mm-hmm. and wanting to do stuff with and just the direction I wanted to to take my music. Um, I didn't know I wanted to do like a tape like that, like a produced mm-hmm. tape. I was kind of in between doing a tape like that and a tape where I rap over all my beats. Um, that that still might come one day yeah. when I truly find what I want to do with my voice. Yeah. Um, but no, it really came about just from having a lot of unreleased and then listening to all of it and being like, oh, I can make a cohesive project out of these select songs. Yeah. It came about very nicely, I think. Yeah, and it's cool to have something out like that's under your name as like a project. You know, so you're like as a producer. Because like, I, I feel like you've been tapping in with a bunch of artists for a minute now so it was like about time you know what i'm saying to yeah some shout one of my goals for for last year for 2020 2023 was to to have a, a project out yeah uh, to my name mm-hmm. you know i had a i had ski mask music trini yeah. senpai rhythm and rage um but yeah it's kind of kind of a different uh what's the word um I don't know. It's just like a different thing when you're collabing with one artist versus a yeah. whole amalgamation of artists. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite track off the compilation tape? <laughs> damn. 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 Mind right. Mind right will always hold a special place in my heart because that's like 
the second song that I recorded ever with Brody and Eli. Dark pretty bitch like a Klondike. And you know that shit that's on my wrist, you know it shine bright. I can't rest this shit, boy, I gotta get my time right. That's like, that's a, that's a great joint for me. Biscuits and Honey, that's like, that's one of my favorites because it's my favorite mix. Like, I feel like I body that mix. Percy's voice. Nah, but my top one at this moment is Dancing with the Drugs. Because that, that beat is just like, you know, that shit hits. And yeah. it's like, it's got a nice amount of uh, just like weirdness or like avant-garde type. They like dancing with the drugs and I like hitting my shit too. My shooter colorblind was that a red sight or was it blue? Said I'm feeling cocky, posted with a rocket. Five by six, eat through faces and they go through sockets. And uh, do you plan on dropping another compilation album this year? Or are you just kind of going with the flow? Honestly, I don't think so. Uh, maybe. Maybe mm -hmm. like. Uh, I'd have to see how this summer goes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'm really, really just focused on uh, this work I got with Leisha. And then after we drop that, you know, we're going to keep the ball rolling. Like, I just, I expect to, to lock in with her even more. And yeah, I don't know, see where it takes me. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. That's really exciting. I said already, but shout out Leisha G. I fuck with her. Always. Shout out her. <laughs> Um, and a couple more questions about collaborators. You mentioned him a couple of times already, but uh, Percy is how did y'all connect? Because um, I feel like for me personally, Ski Mask Music was like is my favorite like project that Perseus has put out, just because it's you. so different um, on his end and your end too. So I just wanted to know like how did y'all connect with each other? I'm actually not really really sure i don't i don't remember distinctly how we met got you but i'm sure it was a similar situation yeah uh, as the other artists like i probably pulled up to one of his shows but we were both at a show yeah we met each other because like we recognize each other from social media mm -hmm. like as much as i hate to admit it like social media really yeah. was the start for a lot of my connections and it's like facts it, yeah. it is what it is but yeah, I appreciate it either way. It's theirs to use, so I might as well use it. Yeah. You just can't get you just can't get consumed by it because it'll destroy. Yeah, that's just <laughs> not the real world, but that can can contribute yeah. a lot to the real world. And then, how did the scheme ass music um, process like making it go? Because I was I was really fucked with that too. So that process. Uh, it was, it was more organic more than everything. Mm -hmm. We kind of, we weren't even thinking about releasing a project until we had all the songs for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we just had like, you know, a few sessions here and there. We'd make a bunch of music and we just, excuse me, we stacked up music to the point where it's like, uh, all right, let's let's paint a picture with it. Yeah, and so I think he, I think Perseus thought of the name Ski Mask Music. It was either him or his boy Money. Yeah, um, Money. during one of the sessions we were like what should we call it someone said ski mask music <laughs> and it was like that was yeah. it uh, but no it was really just natural sessions mm -hmm. uh, unreleased music coming together I fuck with that I feel like most of your music making is kind of done connections are done pretty organically and naturally and I feel like you're, you're tapped in with the right rhythm of the shit right now so that's fire man okay. um 
Yeah, and then another collaborator I want to talk to you about was Noise of Corey, because mm-hmm. I know y'all locked in like pretty early in your yeah. career, and I feel like his beats kind of remind me of your beats. I feel like yours is a little bit more like rawer take on like that type of sound. But mm-hmm. how did y'all connect? And do you feel like you are influenced at all by his music? I I'm influenced a lot by his music. Maybe not as much right now as before. Yeah, but he's really one of the one of the people that got me into making music as well, along mm-hmm. with Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey was one of the first local artists that I found, just in general, just like gotcha. tapping into the music scene gotcha. in Philly. I found him, along with Jostar, Quaddy, yeah. and all of them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, his his melodies hit me different. And uh, I don't know, he, he's, he's got that ear. We both got that yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah. And I look forward to, to uh, collab with him one day. Mm-hmm. But I already respect what, what he's dropped, what he's done, yeah. for, done for hip-hop and shit. For sure. And I feel like he's kind of pivoted to, like, a more, like, indie alternative. Even though he's kind of already off that shit. I'm not really, like, too caught up on what he's on right now. But I feel like he's not really even based in Philly anymore and shit. I saw some super random shit where he was, like... You remember Digital Nas, the producer? Yeah, yeah. They were, like, beefing on... Like, what? Digital Nas was on his... <laughs> I sent it to 80. Digital Nas went on uh, Instagram and posted like a hundred stories just like posting how the stories and then in like the... Well, like mentioning him and shit? Just mentioning anything. Talking about anything. He's super, He's kind of like a disciple of Kanye right now. And off the similar like, you know, you know, shout out God and everything. And, you know, he's super Christianity and Jesus, but also like trying to talk, apply that to like the world the same way Kanye is, which is like kind of weird yeah it's extreme and like on both ends you know what i'm saying uh anyways in the spree of posts he was just like like fuck noise of Corey, basically and i was like yeah what he's like adding him and shit i think they like facetime each other and he screen recorded them like talking shit to each other on facetime but like took the sound out it was like the randomest shit ever i was like yo what i haven't seen noise of Corey in a minute why why is digital nas Beefing over FaceTime is yeah. crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Um, that's uh, that's news to me. Yeah, so nah, that's, and that's, yeah, right. And then after all that, he posted like, "Me and Noise Corey are good now. That's bro, like we're family again." Shit. So I don't even know. If, right. <laughs> I don't even know what that was all about. But that's some crazy lore, though. Yeah, yeah, some some random lore. Yeah. For the lore heads out there. <laughs> Philly, real Philly lore. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of talked about this already, just um, you going to Drexel, and do you feel like you're able, because it's your senior year now, do you feel like you're able to use the resources that were here, specifically for music? Because there is a music program and shit, and um, yeah, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so the knowledge specifically, I feel like I got like the fundamentals for any route that I'm trying to take. Uh, you know, if I'm ta- if I'm trying to take a more classical route, I have some fundamental music theory, like music theory, knowledge. If I want to go, uh, just a more entrepreneurial route, I had a class that that really went over everything an entrepreneur needs to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of a lot of fundamentals to 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 step in the door and be prepared. Yeah. Um, but it's like. Um, I'm still trying to gain that like specialized knowledge of producing, uh, making melodies. Um, along with that, though, the connections, the professors, mm. you know, all the music industry program professors, they're all, you know, huge music heads. They they all make music. They all work on music in some type of way. And, right. um yeah, I've connected with a few professors already that I think I think that connection will will uh, keep going after graduation. For sure, and it's really all about like who you know at the right time for yeah. this type. I mean, really in most career paths in life, especially in America. Um, so yeah, connections are super important, and it's good you feel like you gained something from you know going through this whole process here. It's fine. Sure. Um, 
a few producer questions I just wanted to ask you. Like, how often do you produce? Like, how often do you make beats, would you say? I aim for at least one beat or melody a day. Right. It, it, it doesn't happen as much as I want it to. It usually be like, uh, maybe like four beats every seven days, four beats a week or something like that. It really varies how long it takes me yeah. to make a beat that I'm satisfied with or True. that I'm like, I really connect with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll take 15, 20 minutes and it'll be like a hit. Like yeah. the Get Silly beat. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I made that joint in like 45 minutes, Damn. something like that. Um, sometimes it'll take an hour plus, an hour and a half plus. But I try to, uh, I try to get at least a beat in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I don't, um, I still work on my own music somehow, whether it's mixing something or doing some overdubs on a previous beat or mm-hmm. something like that. And what software do you use to produce? I'm an Ableton all the way. Hey. Ableton user all the way. <laughs> I love FL. FL is my OG. Started with FL, but I, uh, I've been growing a love for Ableton, mm-hmm. and there's just so much you can learn on that DAW that I still have no idea. Yeah, There's just so much I haven't explored yet about it. I love Ableton. I feel like that's the natural progression as like a producer is to like start an FL, and then like that's like the next boss is perfecting Ableton. Either that or Logic. Or Logic, yeah. They go yeah, from yeah. FL to Logic or yeah. FL to Ableton. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, still trying to learn Pro Tools. Pro Tools is still a monster that scares me, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm gonna get there one day. Cause, you know, <laughs> that's just the industry standard. So right, right, if I'm right. trying to, yeah, I gotta use that. Maybe not to produce, but you know, mm-hmm. to mix. And do you have like a specific like sound kit that you use, or are you sampling things, or is it all just kind of like, um, like VSTs and stuff? A lot of VSTs for melodies. Yeah, got you. My favorite VSTs are Omnisphere, um, Purity. I just got one called Diva. That's amazing. Shout out Cole. He cracked that joint for me. <laughs> um, but for drums, for drums, I use I use Splice mainly. Got you. I like to. I like to. So like Splice will have the drop downs. Mm-hmm. But you can search sounds by like most popular or like most relevant or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to hit the random one and just scroll through randomly on like a lot of kits that honestly aren't hip hop. Like yeah. a lot of bossa nova kits, a lot of jazz kits, funk Weird. kits. And I'll use those sounds in a more hip hop context in my beats and that that's what creates like a nice nice groove. I fuck with that. That also that also makes sense. And um, do you sample at all, or is it all like just playing shit through VSTs? I sample very, very rarely. Yeah. Um, yeah, mostly just me making the melodies. Yeah, I I do love sampling though, but it's just a lot more tedious for me mm-hmm. than making my own melody at the end of the day. And do you be like playing the game when you make beats? Because I feel like a lot of producers have like playing like video games like fixed into their like um process of beat making do you do, you mm, do that at all or you not while i play no yeah. i do get a lot of inspiration from video games for sure for my music yeah. like when i was younger i'd play the wii with my brothers so much like the wii music is just like yeah bro, it's so good yeah. when you really break it down you break down the the chord uh progressions they use and <laughs> bro yeah, the the we the we uh like we sports we music, they they snapped with that. Yeah, There's a lot of other games, but a lot of Wii games I take a lot of inspiration from. Yeah, got you. And then I'm assuming you're probably sitting down most of the time when you're like uh, making beats and stuff. But when you rap and like record yourself, do you sit up or stand down to record? when i when i record i like to i like to stand because like i just feel more open in general so like i get to it feels like i'm using more of my voice when i'm standing even though it's probably just like uh 
what's mental it called? thing. Yeah, just stuff. No, that's but. that's that's cool though. A lot of people these days they sit down from just asking people. So yeah, you're you're standing yeah. out from the from the crowd, man. I've re- <laughs> I've, I've recorded sitting down before. And yeah. I don't see like too much of a difference. It's really just like it's negligible. Sometimes I'll stand up. Sometimes I'll sit down. It's really mm-hmm. just in the moment what I'm comfortable with. But sometimes when I make beats standing up, <laughs> that's just different. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> during the during the studio sessions with yeah. Alicia, I would make some of the beats standing up. Word. Just like in in a total flow state, really. Yeah. And yeah, I made some of my favorite beats. Gotcha. Like okay. That. So. So you making beats standing up? Yeah. That might yeah. be the that might be the, <laughs> the move. <laughs> um, so for like a person that's not hip to you at all, what would you like recommend as like a project for them to check out to get like an understanding of your sound and like what you're about? Two or three projects even. Does that just be one? If you don't know me, you should definitely listen to Bounce House Blues because that's some of my most recent and favorite work um, with some of my favorite artists that, well, I can call them friends as well that I've been working with for the past couple of years now. Uh, Bounce House Blues is really an amalgamation of uh, the past couple of years, like mm-hmm. everything we've been working on. Um, so that one for sure, Bounce House Blues. And um, shoot. I guess my other projects, uh, yeah, collab projects, Trini Senpai with Rhodey, mm-hmm. Ski Mask Music with Perseus, and Rhythm and Rage with Eli. Um, if you want to listen to it, listen to them in order of when they're released, you can get a good idea of how my sound has been evolving over time. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I say get ready for groovy stepping shit with Alicia, because... <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be like just more of my favorite music, and you're gonna <laughs> see where I'm going with it. Facts. Yeah. Um, and then going through just like your music over the years, I feel like you occasionally will branch out into like more like indie or pop song, or use like drum and bass um, elements in your music. Would you ever want to get into that lane of music production, um, or do you kind of like where you're at right now? I want to get into to other genres for sure. Like, I see myself making a lot of drum and bass, um, like a lot of jungle-type beats, just because I love that pace and I love I love those types of drums. Yeah. Um, I just haven't tackled it yet because I know I'm... Uh, like, what I want to do is really keep working on this sound that I have currently. Facts. Um, but yeah, no... I wanna, I wanna compose one day too. I'm, I wanna learn to write music. Well, I am learning. Yeah. I wanna be good at writing music and um, make some, make some jazz arrangements, some, some piano sonatas of my own. Hey, let's go. Stuff like that really could go anywhere, and I want to go everywhere with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fire, man. Where do you see yourself in like the general? Philly music scene right now like I see myself in in a pretty specific lane I'd say mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't say it's like the the most favorable lane like you know not everyone's gonna enjoy the type of music I make yeah but it's really a lane that like sticks out more than anything I, I feel like it's a pretty unique lane for sure and i just want to to keep growing off of that sentiment i guess yeah that's a it's a good way to look at it because i do feel like it can be a little bit of a polarizing like as soon as you hear the first five seconds of it you're gonna actually like fuck with it heavy or you're gonna be like what is this you know what i'm saying yeah and i re- i think it's better to have make music that will draw a reaction like naturally draw a reaction than have someone be like oh it's all right and, like, you didn't have to go on the track and say some wild shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, like, get that response, which is good. Yeah, um, thank you. And, yeah, so where do you see yourself in, like, five years from now, you think? I know, like, just talking to you, it seems like you're kind of 
very open to any type of direction. You're more so just getting prepared for where that could take. Like, where would you want to be? So, I want to be in my own crib, of course. I want to be able to make quality music from my crib. Like, I want to have all the equipment I need, like, at my fingertips, basically. Yeah. Um... In terms of like my career, I want to. Uh... Oh my God! What do I want, man? <laughs> I feel you, man. I just want. I just want to be able to provide for my family off of music. Yeah. And it's looking like uh, my chances of that are growing each day. Uh, thankfully. Um. So it's just about taking care of the people I love, mm-hmm. and I would hope that everyone is uh, in a in a good place, you know, mentally, financially. Um, I don't know. I feel like I could answer that question so much better, but like, nah, nah. I really just it's yeah. I've, I have trouble looking that far ahead. Um, but yeah, yeah. I know I know I'm going to have some scores written by then. I know I'm going to have a score that's in a video game. That's that's one thing I know I'll have because <laughs> I'm going to work towards that. I want Sam. I want one of my pieces in some type of game or a film or a TV show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely have one of those placements within 5 years from now. That's one of my my, my bigger goals. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's lit. Um, yeah, those are pretty much all the questions I had for right now. Or is there anything that we should like, aside from the tape of Leisha? What should we expect from you in the in the future? In your future. You should expect more melodies that you've never heard before. Yeah. You know, more arrangements that are gonna just challenge the the way that modern like industry music is arranged like i'm i'm going to keep challenging the the more popular popular things about music i guess cuz that should be getting old to me really quick yeah and i i make music uh a lot for myself like i make music because i hear things in my brain that i just like I have to translate into music or like yeah yeah I don't know it's I I be I be going on rants and shit no I feel you I feel you <laughs> but just yeah. be ready more different sounding music that's great yeah projects sure. on the way um you got any shout outs before we wrap it up shout out you Sleepwalker and thank you for you having for me here thanks for coming on um, and let, having me here. <laughs> appreciate you sliding. Shout out all my family. All my family. Shout out Eddie. Shout out Quan. Shout out y'all who are here right now. Shout out you, bro. <laughs> Shout out my boys Rody, Sprout, Kami, Drew, Zeph, Sebi, Kush. Damn, the whole the whole squad. Them ones. We're the ones. You know, um, shout out Lisha, shout out my professors here at Drexel. Y'all are really, really teaching me how to, how to become a savant in this industry. And I really appreciate that. Nice. I think that's it. Yeah. And shout out Trini V. Um, Thank you, man. I'm gonna wrap it up. It's been Sleepwalker Radio, Trini V, live from Drexel Studios. <laughs> Let's go.